Welcome to Havila's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is Julie from Truth to Table popping on to introduce this week's episode. We've got a special episode for you today. But before we get into it, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You can expect to be inspired, challenged, and activated to become all God's called you to be. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've been impacted, would you mind sharing this with others? Just take a quick second and screenshot your phone, post it on your socials. That would mean the world to us. We love it when you share it with others. Oh, and one more exciting thing we have to tell you about. At Truth to Table, we just opened enrollment for a brand new Truth Academy. It's our virtual mentorship with Bible studies, courses, classes, resources, and more help to uncomplicate your spiritual life and activate that female influencer that we know is inside you. And yes, we believe that all women are called to influence. You can learn all about the Academy and join it today if you'd like. Go to truthtotable.com forward slash Academy. That's truthtotable.com forward slash Academy. Okay, okay, so today's episode is all about growth. Havila recently did a six-part series on growing a vibrant life, and we're going to tune in to part one today. If you're interested in watching all six parts of the series, it's available for free. Yes, for free on our Truth to Table app. You can go ahead and look for the app on the App Store or Google Play Store. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode. look at the idea that all growth starts at baseline, which means everybody starts at the beginning. No matter who you are, no matter where you grew up, no matter if you were an identical twin like I was, or whether you're a boy or a girl, ultimately we all start out as an egg and we become a baby and we become an adult. That's just how life is. We grow and there's a process. Nobody comes out of their mom a fully formed adult. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so everything that happens about growth happens from baseline. And, you know, I was thinking about this in my own life. My life has taken a radical change um, in a very short period of time. Um, lot, at about, almost uh, about 14 years ago, I was living at my parents' house. I was 26 years old. I did not own a car. I had never owned a house. I did not at that point ever lived on my own. I was, I wasn't married. I actually didn't wasn't dating anybody. I didn't even have somebody on the radar. Like all the good ones were taken. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I had never written a book. Um, I had never um, had a kid. Um, and I mean, there were so many things that I hadn't done. And in literally a five year increment, I went from all of that to getting married, having four kids writing a book, not only that, this year, publishing a book. Um, I did. I had never even written a study. Our studies now reach hundreds of thousands of people around the world in 129 nations. So, I mean, who knew that all that would happen? But what I did know is that at 26, I felt really behind on life. Like, I remember feeling... Um, almost claustrophobic by how much my life had paused. Like I I remember thinking I cannot be in one more wedding. I I was in 16 weddings. I could not be another wedding, but deeper, like on the Saturday night moments or like the times when I didn't have a date to go somewhere or when my friend would send me a text message and say, I'm having another baby. And I'd be like, that's great. My eggs are another year older. (laughs) I remember this deep sadness of, um, 
I should be further along. I should be further along. Like I've done everything right. I, I feel like I'm I'm cute. I'm not I'm not a, I'm not like there's nothing totally wrong with me. I mean, yeah, I have some flaws, but nothing that would keep somebody who didn't want to marry me. And I I was you know I had some gifts and some talents, but I just had this underlying nagging feeling that I was behind. I should be further along. And I think a lot of people struggle with this, like in their own life. I should be married by now. I should have the bonus by now. I should be healed by now. I should be over this, that person by now. I I should know better by now. And it's like, I think there's a lot of I shoulds and I should is really based in shame. It's based in this part that says, um, you should know better than this. You should be better than this. You should have figured it out by now. And really what that does, that doesn't allow us to be in the process. It really requires us to be perfect. And I really think there's something in our life where we have to get to a place where we have to shake off the demonic time clock that says, this is how life works. This is the ideal path for life. And realize that our story is our story and our timing is our timing. But I just, I know in my own life, there are things that I struggle with that I should. I should know how to manage my four kids. I should be feeding them healthier meals. I should um, probably have figured out how to exercise consistently. And, and I'm not. And that's based in shame. And I think a lot of us deep down, when it comes to growth in our life, we just have the I should and we get discouraged. You know, I'm a leader. I should know better. I'm a mom. I should know better. Or I, I should, I should spend more time developing myself. I should be better. I shouldn't have that addiction. And there's a lot of shame. And I want us to understand that God does not hold us to the I shoulds. He is the one that says, I am, I will. And with me, all things are possible. And that's the God we serve. And I was thought, I thought about this one scripture It talks about in Isaiah 43, and this is the message version. You've probably heard it in other versions, but it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. It's about, I'm about to do something brand new. I love that thought. I'm about to do something brand new. If you look at the Hebrew part of that, it actually means brand new means fresh of this year. Why would God say, I'm about to do something brand new, fresh of this year? You know why? Because God operates in timing and seasons. He operates in growth patterns. Have you noticed that apples are are not, they still have to start seed form? Everything starts seed form, everything. So what I want to say to you is, if you are starting seed form in your daily discipline of being in the word, of memorizing scripture, of taking old thoughts captive, of of challenging your anger problem. I mean, if you're starting brand new in areas that you think, if you if you have the thought process, I should be further along, I should know better, you're never going to start. But if you're willing to be a student again, it's opposite sometimes of what we would think we should. I should be an adult. I shouldn't have to sit in class anymore. I should be past this. You know, God said to us, we should be like children in the kingdom of God. Like that's how we receive. Well, the lot of our lives, we have to realize nothing comes fully formed and we have to be willing to begin again. Like if I, if you were my kid, I'd grab you in your face and say, Hey, you're going to have to start sometime. You might as well start now. And guess what? You got to start with a seed. And that seed is something that you have to be willing to put in the soil of your life and let it grow. And no one is responsible to do that 
but you. And you know what? You can do it because that's how you were created. You were created to go to grow God in your life, grow the attributes of the character of Jesus Christ in your life. So I want to encourage you with that thought um, that, that God says, listen, I can, I'm about to do something brand new and what seems dead. You know, when, when farmers go out to plant something, the ground doesn't look like it's flourishing. Oftentimes the winter's been around. It's been rained on. It's been packed down. It's, it's not fresh. The trees, even now we're in winter, the trees are like dry. There's nothing on them, but there will be a spring and that spring will start to bud. And they go in and they till the soil. They get in there and they uproot it and they begin to say, we're going to do something totally new. It's, it's fascinating. Oftentimes if the tree does not bear fruit, they cut it all down and they replant and they don't mind. It takes seven years. They don't mind replanting because they know that in that those years to come, they're going to grow the right stuff. Guess what? This month, you're going to have to be willing to cut down some things in your life. You're going to have to be willing to cut out some relationships. You're going to have to be willing to cut out some mindsets and the way that you've thought about life. You know why? Because in seven years from now, in a season from now, you'll be able to look back and go, I did it. I did it. I grew what I wanted to grow. I grew my life intentionally. It's time to grow again. Hashtag, it's time to grow again. So here's what I want to do this week for our class is I want to encourage you um, to, to really soak in the love of God for your life, to realize that you cannot do it on your own, that even the seed that God gives us is his. The only place that he puts his seed is the soil, which is our responsibility. And so your, act, your activation this week is I want you to spend some time, and there's this song called Reckless Love that Corey Asbury wrote. You can find it on iTunes. You can probably find it on YouTube. And it's just the song Reckless Love. And I love the words at the beginning. It says, before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life into me. You have been so kind to me. Um, and then he goes on, oh, the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights until I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I couldn't deserve it. You give yourself away, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. I love that thought that before we could do anything, he was there in the midst of us. And, and so what I want you to understand is, and I, and I love the, the verse of this. Actually, I think it's the bridge. But he says, um, there's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. You're coming after me. And I think this is the key, what I'm trying to really say. I hope I can get this across, is every journey you take, every step you take, you're never going to be alone. You'll never have to do it. So even in the parts of us that go, I should be further along. I shouldn't be living with my parents at 26. God is saying, I'm right here with you. I got your life. I see what you're called to do. I'm going to help you grow the life that you want to grow. If you'll trust me, it may feel dead. It may feel dormant. It may feel like you're far. You're going in the opposite direction, but I'm growing in you the plan and the purpose that I have for you. And that's really what I want to communicate in this, in this moment is baseline doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. Often baseline means that God wants to grow something so intentionally, so powerful, a subtle shift, a subtle growth, a subtle seed that will produce radical change in your life. So take a minute this, this week, listen to the song and tell God, God, I'm in it with you, just like you're in it with me to grow again, grow again in my life, everything you want to grow. Thanks again for listening. Hope you were encouraged and you found tools to uncomplicate your spiritual life. 
To find more resources or even join the Truth Academy, visit truthtotable.com. Thank you.